Hi, everybody. This is Ruta Lee, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, welcoming you back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television. That will shift gears this segment as we play part two of a conversation that began a few weeks ago with Rodimus Perrault. Rodimus Perrault, the actor best known for playing Grasshopper in the flashback sequences of the original Kung Fu and, later on, John Edwards, Mary Ingalls' love interest on Little House on the Prairie. After a very successful career as a child actor in the 1970s, and 1980s, Rodimus reinvented himself and started his own business, drawing on his love for design and interest in sound and electronics to launch a very successful home entertainment business, installing home theater systems in Los Angeles and several other cities across the United States before expanding his business to installing systems in restaurants and other businesses. Rodimus not only did that, For 26 years, he did so working almost entirely as a one-man band. We'll ask Rodimus how he did that in just a second. Rodimus recently decided to return to acting for the first time in three decades. We'll talk to him about that as well. Plus, I understand he has a memoir coming out very soon, if all goes well. As we pick up the conversation, we said to Rodimus, I just just learned this today. The term tech people would call you is an integrator. I don't know what integrator means, but it sounds cool. Yeah, I don't like that term because nobody understands what it means either. I, 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 that's why I, I didn't adopt that term. Okay. Even though I've been encouraged right. by my industry to call myself yeah, an audio video systems integrator. Yeah. In fact, well, what I called myself was a home theater uh, designer and installer. So, uh, And yes, uh, and I did a lot of restaurants. In, uh, in fact, Trader Vic's in, in Beverly Hills. Uh, Oh, gosh. Uh, lots and lots of places that either came and went or, or, or are still there, all in uh, in Los Angeles, in Portland, Oregon, Austin, Texas, San Diego, and Hawaii. So uh, those are the places that I did projects in. And, yes, you talk about reinventing yourself. Um, well, I experienced what most child actors experience is that you grow up. And Hollywood, the typecasting uh, is unfortunate because when you're no longer a kid anymore – they think that there's no career left for you. You don't think so. You're top of your game. But they don't have an eye open for you anymore because you've now crossed over. You're not a you're not a kid anymore. So why are you here for the adult roles? Um, I'm, I'm here for the adult roles because I'm an adult. Yeah. And and and, mm-hmm. and I'm really good at what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that apparently wasn't good enough. So so once I started figuring out that this was not going to work out the way I had hoped. Um, I uh, didn't want to be foolish and just keep, you know, beating my head against a wall, which is what it felt like in my mid-20s. I thought, okay, you know what? There's got to be a better way to make a living here than this. Uh, and I guess I had – I've been hooking up my own stereo systems from the time I was like 11, and I had started actually doing friends favors. Uh, this was just in the days when the stereo VCR came about, mm-hmm. uh, and and it had – a little yellow and a little red output, yes. left and right yeah. channels in the back. Next, I have a, I have a, yellow. I have a box of, I still have a box of those, man. That's right. right. <laughs> so, so, so I would go, I would go over to friends' houses and I would say, you know, you got your uh, turntable and your speakers over on this side of the room. You got your TV and your newfangled stereo VCR over here on this side. Do you know that if I were to take your stereo system and put it over here with your TV, that you could actually use your stereo VCR and hear cars driving off 
to left and to the right and and uh, stereo mix and, and you'll actually enjoy movies a lot better They're like really I'm like yeah let me let me just do that for you, you got, a, got a few minutes and like yeah so anyway i did this a few times and i realized you know what there's a business here mm-hmm. and right then at that same time pioneer electronics produced the first dolby pro logic surround sound receivers and so um, I went to a place that was selling those, uh, Adres, Adres Appliances on Wilshire. It was a very popular mm-hmm. place. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and I went in there and talked to the two guys who were selling stuff uh, there. And uh, and I said, hey, you know, I hooked this stuff up. They're like, really? Oh, my God. Get, you have cards? I go, uh, I'll get some for you right away. And they said, yeah, we really we really would love to send you business because we ourselves are over, you know, working overtime and our wives are complaining. We would rather be home with our kids. And if you could actually – this stuff up then we're going to send you a lot of business so i was like wow okay that's how i launched it It it's called all systems go and um in the first four or five years i ended up doing three houses for johnny depp Mm -hmm. two houses for nicholas cage sharon stone dwight yoakam uh ben stiller chuck norris um ray walston um, and, uh, um, and there's a few, uh, Robert Downey Jr. There's a few other people, uh, who known a writer. And so I just looked into this. I think they felt comfortable with me because I was kind of one of them at mm-hmm. one time mm-hmm. and they knew that I was not going to look in their wastebasket while they, while they weren't in the room and yeah. try to find a prescription or a, you know, an appointment meeting somewhere to sell to the inquirer. They knew that I was respectful and appreciated yeah. how precious their privacy was. And so, um, so I, I I get, end up getting recommended between them, and um, and that's how the business took off. So when I moved to Portland in 1993, um, I was able to go to some big established um, retail outfits there and say, look, uh, here's what I do. I just came from L.A. I've done these clients, and they're like, wow, cool. That's pretty impressive. Okay, well, you're on our list to rec- recommend, and so I ended up working lucky. This was all just luck, you know, um, working for um, – the owner uh, of Nike, uh, Phil Phil and Penny Knight, um, the Knights, uh, who started, you know, co-founded the mm-hmm. Nike Corporation, and I ended up doing three houses for them, uh, and I ended up doing basically working my way through the executive branch of Nike Corporation over the ten years that I lived in, in Portland, and many many other clients as well. Um, the thing about I, I like doing about it is, that, is that after having been in acting for so many years, where you need an agent, uh, a manager, a casting director, a director to give you a job. This was direct. I call, make a few phone calls. Yeah. People call me. I ask. I, I I call them back in a timely fashion. I show up on time. I do the work, and I come home with a nice fat check. And I'm like, you know, I can see myself doing this for a few years, yeah. maybe even ten years. You eliminate all the middle people. It's just you. Right. It's just you and the customer. Whether the customer is an individual, a resident, or uh, a small business or a restaurant. It's just you and the customer, and that simplifies a lot of things, and that touches on something I want to ask you, which we'll do in just a second. Rodimus Para is with us via Skype. Rodimus Para, the actor known around the world as Grasshopper on the original Kung Fu. The new Kung Fu premiered earlier this week on The Sea. W. Rodimus Para is a successful entrepreneur, having specialized in the installation of home theaters and stereo systems for both residential areas and businesses in various cities across the United States. Rodimus has a memoir coming out. We'll ask him about that later on in our conversation. You've done all of this as a one-man band. There are a lot of advantages to that. 
but there are a lot of challenges to that. Yes. So uh, the challenges are it's there's nobody else to find business for you. You mm-hmm. you are it's it's up to you to do it. And the uh, the benefits are I think the benefits outweigh the challenges. Quite honestly, if here's the thing: if you do good work and you're punctual. Uh, and you answer the phone, and you call people back and stuff, and stuff. They will really appreciate that. So that's that's a good golden thing to be able to do as a practice. But beyond that, um, and you do good work, you know, then they recommend you, and then it, then the thing starts to have a, the ball starts to roll on its own. Um, gosh, I lost my train of thought for some reason. Well, no, we're we're talking about one of the most amazing for me. The mo- one of the most yeah. amazing oh. things of the Rodimus Paras story is not only you you know. You created your own sandbox. You recognized there was a sandbox uh, that needed sand, and you created that right. own sandbox for yourself. But you've done this pretty much still working as a sole practitioner. Right, and that, and that, that does – I do remember where I was going with that, and that it is in line with your question completely. Uh, and that is that um, the benefits are that, yes, you, I don't have the overhead of, of employees. Mm-hmm. I don't have the overhead of advertising. I can – open and close my shop whenever I want. I can keep my own hours. Um, and so because I didn't have to employ other people, I didn't have the stress of worrying about somebody else's livelihood and getting into that whole other layer where you have to start working as a promoter mm-hmm. and promoting yourself in order to get enough business to pay for yeah. two or three or four or five people's incomes. I worked very briefly after 13 years, I needed a break, and I actually took an offer that a company in Portland, Oregon, had had been extending to me. They've been sending me a lot of business that was too too small for them, and they said, "Hey, if you ever want to come work for us, you know, we've got an office here for you, and we'd love to have you. Just you won't have to do any installation anymore. You can just sell systems and design them, and it'll be a big break for you." I'm like, "Hmm, that sounds good." So I tried it. The fact is, I was around a company that was owned by three partners, and they had like 10 employees, and I was one of them, and I, I learned a lot there. I was there for a year. I left on good terms. I made them a lot of money, but not myself. Yeah. Um, and and I realized, wow, this whole operation is just has to be so pushed on all the time. Whereas I just had a really relaxed pace of being, you know, being my own boss, opening and closing when I wanted, and having a personal, hundred uh, percent direct relationship, like you said, with my customers. That was my model. Now I could have made a lot more money, apparently. If I've been told if I had an employee and let somebody else crawl and wrap around the attic for me. But I, like I said, that pressure, I didn't want that pressure. I didn't want to be, cause I would have been taking that person's livelihood very seriously. Mm-hmm. I would have really yeah. not wanted to fail them, you know? So I just, by not taking that on, I actually just had a much more, I could just leave uh, for a week on my motorcycle, go, you know, go down to Laguna Seca and watch the races for a weekend with my buddies from LA. You know, I could do those kinds of things at the drop of a hat if I wanted. I also didn't have children either at the time. So that was a, you know, a different uh, aspect as well. When you have kids, you have different responsibilities mm-hmm. as I do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it was just, a, wow, it was great. So I think, you know, and I had, <laughs> I had several wealthy clients who, who looked at me a couple of times and said, you don't have any employees, do you? I go, no. They go, smart man. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. This wealthy guy is telling me that I'm doing something right. Yeah. I must be doing something right. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Anyway, that, that's the long answer to your question. You can follow Rodimus Para on Facebook and Instagram. Rodimus Para, successful entrepreneur. Earlier in his previous life, uh, he a successful child 
actor throughout the 70s and 80s, known around the world as Grasshopper, Young Grasshopper on Kung Fu. The new Kung Fu premiered earlier this week on The CW. The original Kung Fu is available on DVD. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. I want to ask you about your return to acting in just a second. But first, before we leave the subject of your business career, the other takeaway for me, this, and this, is, this, this goes back to the pros and cons of keeping it simple, staying a one-man operation, is that uh, you not only relocated your business to different cities when you moved. I mean, for a while, you mentioned earlier you, you lived in L.A. for a while, and then you moved to Portland, then you moved to San Diego, and each time you had to uproot your, your business and your contacts from where you were and transition or to some extent start a new client base in your new city. You did that wherever you went, Rodimus. You did that through word of mouth. And this was a lot of this, you started this in an era before social media where word of mouth, it's, it's a little easier to do word of mouth when you've got, when you've got Twitter and all that stuff. But you're, you built this through old-fashioned word of mouth. How important is that for any business? Well, that's a great question. Thank you, thank you for uh, bringing that to light. That was one of the greatest challenges in moving. Um, my type of business typically doesn't move. It's, it is completely a regional business, mm -hmm. and yes, it's completely dependent on uh, people spreading the word for you who like your work. So it's like a doctor, you know, or a dentist's practice. It's 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 usually a permanently located business. Um, so the fact that I was able to do that, uh, which was no small challenge, it takes about a year and a half. When I landed, and this is again, I did this in, like you said, L.A., uh, Portland, Austin, Texas, San Diego, uh, and Ventura, California. Those are the five places that I lived during those 26 years. Uh, my my, my ex-wife was uh, had a, had a hankering to move. And I didn't like that, but of course, you know, because I had, like you said, uproot. So yes, yes, it's all about it's all about you know establishing contact with a couple of people, uh, and then. Uh, just being kind, doing the work correctly, and just saying to them, I'm new to the area. If you like what I did, please spread the word and leaving it at that, you know, um, and also talking to salespeople. It was also people who had equipment to sell people that, that needed to be installed. And so I addressed those people uh, where the need was, and they they gave me a chance, and, they, and I told my first clients to please call the salespeople back and tell them thank you for recommending Rodimus. He did a you know, good job for us so that they got good feedback. And then, like I said, it takes about a year and a half. I had to bring with me a nest egg to, to last me that year and yeah. a half, but I also had the sense that it would work, and it worked each time. You know, so, um, But after 26 years, almost 27 years of doing this, um, I, you know, I didn't expect to do it that long, to be honest with you, but I loved it. Um, my, el my elbows started complaining, yeah. my knees started complaining, and my lower back started complaining. You cannot move as agilely in your fives as you can in your twos and threes. Correct. Yeah. But also, in my twos and threes, and in somewhat into my fours, I don't know if you remember, TVs were incredibly heavy yes. at one time. They yes, were yes. Not, and, and, yes. And, and, and considering the fact that it was a one-man show, how, in fact, did I get that 36-inch television up on that? How did I do that? How did I get it to hang from the ceiling on a mount? How did I do that? I figured out ways of doing that because I did not have help. So yeah. 
sometimes a client would be kind enough if they were standing by and say, hey, would you mind just giving me a hand? They're like, they were all over it. So I really didn't need to hire somebody mm-hmm. to do a couple of things now and then. But uh, the point is, I wore out. I wore out my back. And also, quite honestly, in the last few years, the business had, had changed. Uh, the technology changed. People, after the advent of streaming audio and MP3 technology, people stopped caring about fidelity. Yeah. And they, you know, they wanted the convenience uh, of uh, being able to stream things, which I understand. But the quality of CDs and certainly phonograph uh, just was not there with MP3. And people just wanted to be able to access their collections and, you know, whatever, which is great. Also, IT. Uh, so many things became internet, you know, IP-based. Not IT, sorry. IP-based. Mm-hmm. And now everything talked to each other through IP protocols, and that's a whole other order of technology and understanding that my 50-something-year-old brain was just not grasping as quickly as the guys around me who were actually coming from the IT field and starting audio-video businesses because they had the chops that it took to do the hard stuff that was now happening in my field. So basically... Uh, the, the technology moved past me, and um, whereas I can I can set up my own uh, network at home, I as far as managing routers and various things like that in other people's homes and, and relays, I just I you know it was not interesting to me. I liked hooking stuff up and getting great sound and getting great picture. That's what made me happy. That's because I came from a background of movie making, and I wanted to reproduce with these artists who win Academy Awards what they could do. I wanted to reproduce that as best as possible in people's homes. And for a long time, that's what people wanted. Later, they wanted started wanting something else. And my uh, passion for it kind of waned at the same time. So I realized it was time to move out of that business and do something else with my life. Rodimus Pra is with us via Skype. Rodimus Pra, the actor who played Grasshopper on the original Kung Fu, and John Edwards on Little House on the Prairie. We'll talk some more with Rodimus after this quick timeout. You're on TV Confidential. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now, is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-890-1032 800-890-1032 That's 800-890-1032. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer 
or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.